Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. We have an incredible podcast for you this week. The topic is about leaning in when things get hard. And let's face it, the last couple months have been hard, haven't they? Having the kids at home all the time, maybe our spouses at home, things are not at the grocery store where we need them, our activities have been canceled. It's just this whole quarantine self-isolation life has been difficult. Wouldn't you agree? And so I really think you're going to love this podcast that we recorded with our friends, Rob and Lindsay Shields, and they share about how they pressed in, they leaned in when life was difficult. And I just believe you're going to be so challenged by what they have to share. Hey, Crazy Cool Parents, welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast. We have some very special guests today that I'll share with you about in a minute. But let me kind of tee it up. Suzanne, let's tee it up a little bit for them about what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the title of the podcast is Lean In. And so right. I just want to put those, put that term, put those two words in your head first is just lean in. We're going to not to be the... confused with get lean. That's not what we're talking <laughs> yeah, about. We're not, we're we're not talking, talking about dieting about... or anything. Right, no. exactly. But the, the question that a lot of parents face is, is what do we do when we face difficult family situations? You know, there's so many things that life throws at us as parents. Yeah, and... I was about to say as parents or even in that marriage relationship mm-hmm. or yep. even sometimes there's problems with you and God, like you're mad at him because mm-hmm. he hasn't fulfilled an expectation that you want him to do. And so we're going to just talk about the concept or the idea of instead of running from it, leaning into those difficulties. Yeah, we see so often that parents, let's say a dad, he's had a difficult relationship with his teenager mm-hmm. and he checks out, you know, mm-hmm. so he starts to, man, I'm just going to go to the golf course. Or I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to be a workaholic or whatever, because he's avoiding the situations at home. Or, you know, we see a lot of times with couples where they um, are fighting. They, they live they, together separately. Yes. yes. And so they just check out and they lean out. And our, our pastor, um, did a great illustration of this the other day is to think about it like a boxer. Mm-hmm. And if you know, and, and think about two boxers that are trading body blows. Well, guess what? The body blows hurt. And so, you know, you're trading it, but you want to get away from the pain. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and the, and the, uh, and the illustration is if you can picture it is to lean back and to lean up. But when you do that, then you're open to get hit in the face yep. and now you're open that for the knockout punch. punch. And so yeah. even though it's hard, the thing about God and God's, and he also talks about opposite theology that so often when we feel like doing something that the right theological response, if you will, what God wants us to do is to do the opposite. And so right. when we feel the pain of, of the situation that God wants us to, those two words again, lean in. And so we're going to talk about that today with a couple, Rob and Lindsay Shields. So Suzanne, introduce us. Yeah. And so when I was talking to Rob and Lindsay, they had said, I said, what's God doing in your life? And Lindsay said, you know, what? we're learning the concept or we're learning the idea of leaning in. And I'm like, oh, that's fabulous. Will you come share? Will you come share with our families that are listening to our podcast? And so um, how we know Rob and Lindsay is they are at our church, Valley Creek, and Rob has done absolutely everything. Rob, tell us if you, <laughs> like he was rattling off and I was like, you know, what? you tell the people. You introduce. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say everything. You know, I'm a former educator, coach, teach, 
teacher principal, and then was invited to come on the team at our church. So I did student ministry for a season, loved it from one campus to multiple campuses. And then this past season, I've been serving with our adult ministry in different capacities, but man, just love it. Uh, and been a venue campus pastor. You guys, yes, that's where, yeah, he was our pastor for a little uh, bit, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So my favorite thing about, or our favorite thing about Rob, though, is that he personally has affected our family because he mentored Michael, our firstborn son, and especially when Michael was going through a crazy transition on becoming a man. And so Rob met with him, what, every week for breakfast for three years? I mean, Mm -hmm. like, I I can't give Rob enough money, accolades, (laughs) hugs of, you know, gratefulness that what he has done to help raise Michael to be. I believe that Michael is the man that he is today because of Rob's influence. Mm, it was definitely but, a privilege. He's a great young man. For sure. <laughs> but I don't think Rob would be who he is if he did not have his wife, Lindsay, who That's is right. Had to marry up. <laughs> absolutely incredible. Yeah. You guys, she is a, oh, she's a faithful wife. I love their relationship. I absolutely love their marriage relationship. She is a mother of three and she just, like I can't even give her parenting advice because she has kids it out of the park every time she tells me conversations that she has with her kids and i'm like can i record that can i can i have it could you could you send me that in a podcast which i mean she's just absolutely incredible she's a dear friend so so loyal um i would say that she's an ra conqueror rheumatoid arthritis conqueror yes and so that's exciting she's going to share a little bit of that story but the thing i want to invite you guys into is that she is a blog or blogger, author of a blog. What's the terminology? Blogger. You're a yeah. blogger? Yes. Hopeshields.com. You guys have got to go check that out. You are going to love her. She's authentic. She's real. Lindsay, what do you want to say about yourself? <laughs> well, I'm super excited to be here. It's um, fun to lean in when you're married to Rob. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> well, and we are so excited to have you guys on because... You're, we've known you for years, and and life has not dealt you uh, uh, the best hand at times. I mean, right. now you guys have each other, and but we're going to talk about some things that you've overcome. And I've just admired, so uh, I can attest to these guys that they are a godly couple, that they are pursuing God through a lot of adversity. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to, I think they're a great example of leaning in in the adversity of life. Some things they have chosen to bring on, I'll tell you about that. <laughs> and some things that have been just things of life that have happened. Um, so let's and, just start at the beginning. Okay, you sure. guys, you ready? At the very beginning, where did it? Where did your love story start? Where did this great marriage get its roots? Sure. Yeah. So we call Rob Mr. Twinkle. <laughs> so we're going to unpack that a little bit. Started with her grandpa. I think where I started to lean in was when I moved to Denton to go to UNT. Okay. I was a prodigal when I was in high school, and the Lord just invited me to lean in with him and him alone when I moved to Denton. And as a result, I met Rob. We met on a blind date. A lady uh, at our church in Denton was mentoring me, and they kept trying to set us up, and we were both strongly opposed to meeting. (laughs) And then we met at one of Rob's softball games and went to Sonic with these two older women. So our first date was (laughs) very awkward. And a 12-year-old son in the back seat. So it was was fun. Yes. But I remember I used to go home because it was really hard initially living there on my own and not knowing anyone Mm -hmm. yet. And I just wanted to go home. 
but my granddad would tell me, Sugar, you're going to meet Mr. Twinkle and you won't ever be back. Uh, so here's Mr. Twinkle. Oh, Yay! Wow. Well, and in that season, she, again, like she said, she had left home, comfort, everything she knew. And her parents kept saying, Baby, come home. She's like, I can't. I really know the Lord keeps inviting me to lean in in this season to Him wow. and to go into a new season and discover more of the freedom and life He had. So fast forward, yeah, we had met that night. I was the social butterfly. She was. And so I was like, hey, come hang out. A lot of group dates. I got friends I'll introduce you to. But there was this one night in particular where I remember I took her home, but we were having this deep conversation, a little bit more than like, tell me your story. Tell me about your life, your faith, your family. And it was in that conversation I think we discovered we had a lot in common about growing up, family, faith, and stuff. But there was both of us, you know, in life, you have some brokenness and challenges. As she said, she calls it a prodigal season. But I really felt in my heart, the Lord was inviting us both to like, hey, I don't care about your past and where you've been. Like, let's focus on your future in a sense to look forward because I've got a journey ahead. And I think that was where it first started for us to lean into a relationship together and discover what God had for us. Yeah, and then we had the wedding. Yeah, yeah. And that was an opportunity to lean in, right? I understand. <laughs> yes. It was. So yeah, out of the gates. So we had a destination wedding in Jamaica. You know, friends, family came out. It was kind of a dream of Lindsay's to get married on a beach. Well, it got off to a rocky start because we she had never been snorkeling. We'd go. She gets stung by a ton of sea urchins. Wait, before or after the ceremony? Before, before. the ceremony. <laughs> oh, wow. And all she really even cared about before, like even before we left the airport, she, all she wanted was not a fancy wedding, but just great wedding Pictures. photography. Well, even with that, the <laughs> was... photographer didn't show up. She gets stung by sea urchins. Fast forward, she's terribly sick. She has to be propped up at our wedding ceremony on the beach. And shortly after that, we go to do the, you know, after a wedding ceremony. And she literally collapses and falls on the ground. From dehydration. Yeah, dehydration, <laughs> super weak. And so they get her to wheelchair. They're wheeling her away. And I'm like. This is our wedding. You guys. Yeah. She stops. In a wheelchair. sick a few more times. Of course, people are walking by like, sweetheart, it's just nerves. We're like, no idea. <laughs> and I, it was a funny moment. I remember her dad and I are carrying her to the bed, the room. And he looks at me like, son, not the threshold experience you thought of. Huh? Yeah, exactly. I was like, no, sir. But then fast forward, man, we had to like cancel a lot of stuff. There was a, like a, uh, like a dinner date on the beach. We had to move back. So three days later, she's feeling better. Kid you not, we sit down, just got our napkins in our lap. And then this monsoon blows in, blows the table over, like that's canceled. <laughs> the next day we had a dinner cruise that got canceled. Another storm blew in. Yeah, another storm. Mm -hmm. So one thing after another, then we were flying home, like let's just get away from this island. <laughs> we're over Grapevine, Texas. There's a mall that's, you know, Grapevine Mills. We're about to land. And all of a sudden the thrusters kick in and the pilot's like, so sorry, a storm just blew in the DFW. We have to fly <laughs> around. We lap for like three hours. He's like, now we're out of fuel. We land in San Antonio to refuel. It's an international <laughs> flight. We haven't had food in like six hours. Everyone's begging for a pizza truck. And I get to the point where I'm like, dear Lord. I felt like Jonah in that moment. If you ever read that Bible story? I was like, people, if you throw me off this vessel, we are just bad luck for each other. You will be able to go home. Wow, wow, And so, wow. man, yeah, we felt like the enemy was just trying to divide us and discourage us even out of the gate. But what the Lord really showed me in that is that we would be so much more effective for the gospel together. Yeah. That we're better yeah. together. And the enemy saw that and he was threatened by it. Yeah. Yeah, so out of the gate, we had that so temptation powerful. to lean out. And the doubts came in, like, are we supposed to be married? Why is this so hard? And then if you want to hit some of the highlights from just the journey. Yeah, so it started hard. 
And a few years into marriage, we miscarried twice. And then shortly after that, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis and we've battled RA for 15 years now. Mm -hmm. That's hard to believe. And then God called us to adopt a special needs child from China. And we did that. And a lot of the hard that we had endured prepared us for adoption. Mm -hmm. And then we later found out that he also has autism. So that has been another opportunity for us to lean into the hard. And that's been tremendously challenging. And then in the last year, I've had two major joint replacements. Yeah. And so with that, so isn't that insane people? Did you hear that <laughs> yeah. story? Line your story up and think, wow, these people are leaning in. They're choosing God and all of that. I mean, and honestly, how would you not choose God? Right. That's the only solid Perhaps anchor so. in all of it. Yeah. Well, and so I'm sure we've got a lot of parents sitting out there going, okay, what does lean in mean? So I, yeah, I understand yeah. you went through some hard stuff, you know, um, I've got my share of hard stuff or whatever, yeah. but how does, when we talk about leaning in versus leaning out, what, what would you say are some examples of how you've had to lean in yeah, in these good. difficult situations? Yeah. yeah, so before even kiddos got into the picture, you know, early in our journey of our marriage, uh, to Suzanne's point, like looking back on it, if we wouldn't have leaned into Jesus, I don't know how we would even be here today. Like it would have been impossible. Mm-hmm. So I think just out of the gate, you know, it's that reminder, just that vertical relationship with the Lord, like, going to scripture for us and discovering truth. Cause I think even early on, like theologically, we were wrestling with, well, Jesus has called us to this abundant life, but why is it so hard? Mm-hmm. Why is it so challenging? Why is there so much pain and brokenness still? And I think fast forward, you know, as we leaned in together, had conversations about what does this mean? And then you look at, take a Paul, for example, or Jesus. And a lot of these guys in the Bible, like Jesus called them to an amazing abundant life. But it wasn't the American dream we think of. It wasn't <laughs> comfort. It wasn't easy street. Like sometimes he'll lead us through hard to lead us to the best. And so we had to mine out and kind of discover what is what is the kingdom life? What's the fruit of the spirit? What's joy is way greater than just happiness, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's those kind of dynamics. We started to dive into scripture and just kind of talk through that together. And to be honest, like besides just the word of God and a relationship with Jesus, it was we needed people. So we started surrounding ourselves with just relationships to talk about faith together and encourage each other. Because to Don's point, we had our challenges, but everybody has them. We're all walking through hard. Yeah. So it was very foundational early in our marriage journey to lay this foundation of let's lean into Jesus. Let's lean into like godly relationships to help us navigate. The local body, just the church. Yeah, the church. Yeah, like, we've, we, we had some discussions previous too about how that impacted your kids as well. For example, mm-hmm. having an autistic child. I mean, you were just sharing with us a story about um, having the day ruined because of an incident at school that you know was out of your control. Mm-hmm. How have you guys parented your kids through mm-hmm. these struggles? I mean, and, and through your RA, you know, which means mom doesn't have energy at home sometimes and, yeah. and adversity with your autistic child. So mm-hmm. tell us about kind of how you've related to your kids with that. Mm -hmm. I think really it's being real with your kids. That is of utmost importance just to let them see you walking out and really wrestling with your faith and being honest about where you're at. And so I think it's okay to be honest with our kids and maybe say we're frustrated or we're angry that that didn't pan out with the day that got uh, hijacked uh, with some needs and sharing the frustration and the disappointment and and sometimes even the anger at God, but that we trust God and God's good and he's good to us, but being honest and just walking those out with them. And well, and let's, let's mm-hmm. explore that just a little bit. I'd love to stay here for just a minute because 
you know, a lot of parents want to protect their kids from yeah. our, you know, I don't want to show them who I really am because mm-hmm. then they're not going to respect me. They're not going to like me. They're going to, or whatever. I'm going to teach them to be frustrated. <clears throat> How has that changed your kids when yeah. you've, when you've been honest with them and real with them? There's this interesting paradigm, right? As parents, we all walk through is I want to protect my kids in a certain season, but at the same time, we want to equip them for life exactly. and for the future. So for us, it began this right-sized approach to letting them in even to our journey, as Lindsay said. So I I think the first thing for us was just modeling it, showing them our authenticity and like our wrestle, how we communicate, how we just go to Jesus for everything and seek, you know, counsel and relationship. So I think the modeling thing's big because our kids pick up way more than we think. You know, I think they see it anyway. They're going to read it all over you. So you're not really protecting them. A lot of that's more caught than taught, you know? So Mm -hmm. I think it's first starting with, Hey, we don't have to be perfect. Let our kids into the journey, the struggles, the, as Lindsay said, just being real, uh, so I think that invitation and just starting those conversations and, and modeling it is big. And then even having those conversations is big. And I think even letting them see that we need Jesus, uh, yeah. the heart of life and leaning into the heart just shows you your need for Jesus. And that's really not a bad place to be. Mm-hmm. The ultimate goal for our kids is not their happiness. That may sound really bad. Um, <laughs> but, but it's really good to it, not. <laughs> it's true. And so just having those conversations and allowing them to ask the hard questions. And then as parents, it's okay to say, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. we're in it together. Yeah, I'd say some highlights of that and maybe examples is like, so even when the kids were small and they saw mommy struggling and getting out of bed or challenges, wow. we would allow them to ask the hard questions. And then she, like she said, just be vulnerable and honest to Another thing Lindsay does well, she's really inspired me, is when you feel like you make a misstep, to model reconciliation. She'll go to her kids like, I'm sorry I did that. Tell me where I hurt you. Will you please forgive me? And even just asking for apologies and showing it's okay to reconcile and work through things relationally. So it's been a big thing. Good. You know, parents, what I want you to take out of that is just what a couple of things they said there is to be real with your kids mm-hmm. and, you know, and at, at a pro, age appropriate sure. realness mm-hmm. and, and then also to ask forgiveness. So, mm-hmm. I mean, those are two really good keys we bring out of there. Um, you also, we, we were talking about how with the RA diagnosis and it's, it's really not a quote unquote curable, you know, situation that you're managing that and you've been in a lot of pain and things like that. But recently, you know, I want to shift a little bit into the, some personal breakthrough that you've had and both Mm -hmm. you've had of, you've had to wrestle with praying for healing and then the, uh, you know, a breakthrough recently. So kind of take us through that journey of the frustrations with God and then flipping your thinking a little bit and changing some things with that. Sure. Well, I think, you know, it's an invitation to lean in. And I think as a result of the breakthrough, we've learned that we can trust that when we lean in, he has good for us on the other side. And we don't understand what that good really is. Because again, it's not always earthly comfort or relief from pain, but just trusting that his heart is good and his heart is for us. Mm -hmm. So a time when I have not leaned in is when I grew weary in asking asking for healing, asking for relief from the pain. It was about a year and a half ago, dark of night, nights in a row. I'm asking for him to please relieve me of the pain. It got really bad in my hip and I got tired of asking. And so I came to my husband who is a pastor. (laughs) He's paid to love God. (laughs) Um, So I experienced a lot of shame, but I just came to him and said, I'm kind of done. I'm, I'm checking out. And I'm not, I'm not going to talk to him anymore. I'm 
fine to go through the motions. Talk to him or talk to God? Talk to God. Talk to God. (laughs) I was kind of done with God, honestly, and just felt deeply, deeply wounded by God. But I think that was really kind of a breaking point for me that I was I was wounded by him, but also kind of mad at God. But then as a result of that, some things transpired with people in our life that showed me a book. Even Suzanne sh- told me to go to a, a different doctor and discovered a spiritual roots to disease and discovered that the spiritual root to RA is self-hatred, mm. which completely rocked my world at my core. Then the next day, going to the new doctor, and the doctor said, I feel like you have two words that you struggle with, of unworthy and not good enough. And I wept in his office. And so that was the beginning of breakthrough and healing for me. And God always cares far more about our heart and our heart health um, yeah. before our body. And so that began the journey to healing of me healing my heart first and then just a few months after that i got a hip replacement and then a few months after that i got my shoulder replaced and now we have changed um, some lifestyle and some diet habits and i am no longer on ra medication wow okay but now not only are you not on medication but you feel I've heard from your husband say that you feel she's now the energizer bunny <laughs> yeah. and that hasn't been the reality. Do you feel like past. you have a whole new wife and he's like, yeah. oh, you have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> it feels fantastic. Truly freedom in a lot of different ways. And when you're in that much pain for so many years, you don't realize so much of your energy in every way yeah. goes man, towards that. Man, mm. praise God. So yes. let's back up on that a little bit. So you were leaning out mm-hmm. and man, you were in pain and, and parents, I know you can relate to this. A lot of you were difficult situations and you just want to run. Where's God in this? I'm mad at God. I mean, yeah. what? I and so love just to the, say for a second, honesty. God can handle that. Yes. He can yeah. handle yeah. us yes. being mad at him. He Absolutely. can, he can handle that. Is mm-hmm. I love it that you said you went through the motions. You were still, God was still in your life. You mm-hmm. were just mad at him for mm-hmm. a while and that's okay. Let him know that be, that's go that real that's relationship. That's, yeah. It's yeah. not religion. Well, and, and even yes. relationship it's with good. your husband to be able to tell him about it. So I'm just thinking about those steps that God's mm-hmm. taking you through. I'm going to tell it to my husband. I'm going to tell it to God. And yeah. all of a sudden it, it flips to say, no, I'm not, I, you know, you get to the end of the rope over there and all of a sudden, no, I'm going to lean in yeah. and then it doesn't take it's, it's not like immediately oh i've got this epiphany everything but over time right, right. and that's so often how it works we lean in and we press in over mm-hmm. time and all of a sudden we have breakthrough and here comes the next breakthrough yeah. and all well, of a sudden we look up and wow i feel better yes you know? i'm just curious rob how did you handle that when she came in and she said i'm me and god not on good terms right now well again i I he told me I needed counseling. <laughs> yeah, well, that was part of what it. What every woman wants yeah. to hear. I think maybe <laughs> yes, you need yes, counseling. Yes, please, I do. <laughs> no, and you know, just for clarity, she still had faith in the Lord. It wasn't she abandoned her faith. It's just exactly. her heart was very wounded. Yes. And almost like, I, Lord, I can't even come to you right now. I'm just so yes. offended. And I told her, I was like, that's where you're at, and that's okay. So I just said, go back, look at the Psalms. I mean, look at David. Mm-hmm. Here you had David, a man after God's own heart. And even in the midst of pain and wearisome, he leaned into God. Yes. So it's like, just be honest with the Lord. Tell him where you're at. And so we went on this journey where I had to almost just encourage her. And I was praying on her behalf and letting her just be where she is and encouraging her to lean in. And it's before the season for that. I was leaning out in some areas with hope for our kids or hoping for healing. And she kind of picked me up and encouraged me. So it's this interesting thing. It's both of us wanted to lean out in some other areas. We were there for each other to help the other one lean in. 
Um, so it's just been neat to see in her darkest of moments, she didn't give up. Yes. And that's my biggest encouragement for all of us, and I keep speaking that ourselves, is in the midst of hard parenting, the hard journeys in marriage, whatever it may be, just don't give up. Like sometimes we're just one lap around the bend from that breakthrough that God has for us. And she didn't give up, and I'm grateful to now that we get to see the benefit of, right. man, she now knows that God's not just good in general, he's good to her. Yeah. And she's got to experience that because it's not until you know your darkest places until you can understand the goodness of God sometimes. And it's been a 15-year journey. So to encourage everyone that he's worth the heart and we can trust his timing, even in the midst of you don't see an out, yeah. he's trustworthy. Yeah. And so even in the midst of that, as we said a moment ago, we brought our kids into that equation to like, hey, here's where we're at. Help us. We're praying for God to speak, mm-hmm. to bring life and you know, to bring breakthrough. And so it was an interesting dynamic now that we're having that with our kids. Right. Because now we can look back and see see God is faithful because we invited them into the heart. They can now enjoy the breakthrough with us and see God's goodness in it. So you know, powerful. Don, you were asking just what that looked like to lean in with our kids. It makes me think of we hadn't been home from China very long. And our older son, he was six at the time and was struggling a lot with adoption. And it was just really hard. He lost his place in the family. He was no longer the baby. Mm. And I remember one day I just, I wanted so badly to fix his broken heart. He was so broken. And I had this revelation that it's not my job to fix his broken heart. I can't fix his broken heart that only Jesus can feel, fill the void that he was experiencing And as a result of that, he put his faith in Jesus uh, shortly thereafter because it was the conversation of I went into him and said, you know, it's not my job to fix. I I want to, but as your mom, it's not my job to make you happy. I can't make you happy. And so leaning into the heart with him and then he put his faith in Jesus. And so just trusting God that even in the midst of heart, he's still he's still moving. He's still working. And so in the midst of all this, your two older kids are telling their age. Uh, names, age, all that stuff. And where is their relationship with God today? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so Harley's 13. She's her oldest. Sterling is 10, the middle son. And then Callan, our youngest, is six, as of yesterday. (laughs) It's his birthday. Yes. I think they all each have their own journey. And as parents, it's hard because sometimes we want to control their journey. And we want to put our faith on them, but really it's their faith. And they have to learn to have their own faith and to find Jesus for themselves. And so our oldest, she's a teenager. So I think that's enough said. Enough right said. Parents. <laughs> exactly. But it's really, it, it can be hard having a teen, but also it's, it's truly beautiful. And I consider it such a privilege to be a parent to Harley yeah. because we're meeting her where she's at. And that's what Jesus does. He meets us where we're at. And so we are meeting her where she's at and she's learning to find Jesus for herself and uh, so yeah. are the other two as well. And she's an old soul, and she's full of wisdom, but sometimes that can come with a little bit of, I'm in control, I, I've got the answer. So again, we're navigating with that, calling, speaking life into her God-given strengths, mm-hmm. and then kind of walking through the challenging sides of that to just encourage her to see things differently. And I think as a parent, sometimes you hear the whole eagle eagle's nest analogy where the mama eagle builds the nest, but then when it's time for her, her babies to start flying, she starts to make the nest uncomfortable. So she removes the feathers, she removes the cushy items, yeah. and then there's the gentle there's pushes. And the yeah. sticks. So I think, you know, Harley being the firstborn, poor thing, you know, we, we learn as we go. Yeah. 
Yeah. But we've learned when to push and when to not yeah. not push. And she's very much not a feeler. Then Sterling, our middle son, he's a big feeler. He's very emotional. He's that protector of mama. That's part of his thing, too, is sometimes in the heart, he wants to be that protector. Wow. But, and then Callan, our youngest, again, he's six, but he's our autistic kiddo. So I think we're trying to learn just as much about where he's in his learning curve of life mm-hmm. on how to love him well and lead him to Jesus. He knows Jesus loves him. Like it's, it's very much, very much ingrained yeah. in him. And, yeah. and you're sharing your walk with them. I'm assuming you're going to say here that it feels like you're having an impact as you, I know just talking to you about how you're connected with even your description of them, so connected as you share mm-hmm. your life with them and their mm-hmm. life with you. So you're building that, that line of connection there with the kids. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's a very proactive engagement and, uh, requires intentionality. Right. A lot of intentionality. Yeah. Suzanne, we're going to wrap up. You got anything to, I don't know. I just want to cry. I <laughs> wish y'all could be in these guys' yeah. presence. They're absolutely incredible. Yeah. I just want yeah. to say thanks for loving yeah. Jesus so yeah. well through all of that. I can't even imagine your journey and that you've chosen him above all. I just love it. Thank yeah. you. So thanks. You know, let's start where we are in where we started. Uh, lean in. Yeah. You know, when, when you have. It's worth tough, it. I mean, I worth, see it. Yeah. I see it right before yeah. me. And, and even in the most difficult situations, it God is never not big enough. Yes. He's mm-hmm. always there yeah. and he's always there to, to take care of us. So what do we do when we face difficult family situations? Which it's not a matter of if, it's a matter mm-hmm. of when. You, yeah. you are going to face things, mm-hmm. parents, and you deal. We lean in and we do the opposite of what we think. Because if we lean out, and that's when the blows come. That's when yeah. the, that's when the headshot comes mm-hmm. and we get knocked out. And that's when our family gets um, messed up. And so if we lean in, God's always going to be there. So thanks, you guys, for being with us. Thank oh, yeah. For and go, for yes, go check out HopeShields.com. You're going to love it. You got just a little taste of Lindsay today. Her wisdom is just through. Oh, she's an incredible writer, just like she's an incredible Thank speaker. You. You're going to love it. Yep. Thanks, parents, and we'll see you next time. Go be crazy, parents. CrazyCoolFamily.com.